I'm Emma Gray, and welcome to Rich Text, a podcast about our cultural obsessions, like a new season of Love is Blind. If you're listening today, you're already a paid subscriber to our audio and written newsletter, Rich Text. Thank you for being here. You quite literally make our work possible. We're here today because Love is Blind Season 5 is here, and we're headed off to Houston, Texas. Episodes 1 through 4 dropped on Friday on Netflix. And today, I am joined by my dear friend, Laura Bassett, who has kindly agreed to suffer through four hours of television and talk about it with me. Laura, thank you for joining us. I am so happy to be back. Us. (laughs) Us, me and all my imaginary friends. Are they in the room with us right now? After watching these four episodes, I think I have multiple personalities. Okay, we got to dive right in because there's so much to discuss. This season seems to have filmed in the spring of 2022, potentially concurrently with when season four was filming in Seattle. Because in April 2022, Vanessa Lachey told E! News that Love is Blind 5 would film in a few weeks. And I'm not going to lie, really made me wonder if they had their B team of producers on this season. Yeah, this was not good. So far, this has not been good. So far, it's... It is uh, a train wreck in slow motion. I have to resist making one million. Houston, we have a problem. (laughs) That's good. I should have prepared that. That's good. Thank you. That means a lot coming from you. Houston, we have several, several problems. We we have a host of problems. (laughs) Speaking of hosts, of course, the Lachey's are back. Mom and dad. Still at it. I love how Nick always says, and I am, of course, Nick Lachey. He knew that 98 Degrees was about to reunite. If you didn't see that magazine cover, I don't (laughs) recommend it. It's upsetting. He seems to have just generally an inflated sense of his place in the cultural milieu. (laughs) I think that is deeply accurate. So let's talk about the people who emerge as our main cast members on this season. We have Aaliyah, a 29-year-old ICU travel nurse. And and these are their ages, I think, currently. These are the ages that were released by Netflix. But, you know, it's been a year since they filmed. She's adorable and lovely. Love her. No notes on Aaliyah. 10 out of 10. Lydia, a 32-year-old geologist who, within like 10 seconds of being introduced on episode one, she's like, I have been called too much in the past. And I could immediately tell she is too much. (laughs) She is way too much. I do have notes on Lydia. (laughs) Yeah, Um. we will get into all of them. But yeah, she's a character. Frankly, though, we kind of needed her for this season. I am impressed by her knowledge of rocks at the very least. We have Stacy, a 33-year-old director of operations, which means nothing so I looked at her Instagram and she seems to own like a closet organizing business and also be some sort of makeup artist and also a Pilates instructor yeah it's the fitness instructor part that really came through for me I didn't get closet (laughs) organizer vibes but she's welcome to come to my house we have Johnny a 32 year old lawyer who is that friend that you really love but you're like girl do we have to cry making... every single time we hang out johnny and like you're you're making some bad decisions yeah. you need more therapy but i like her and i re- i relate she's relatable we've all <laughs> been a johnny at various times in our lives Ex- exactly there's taylor 26 year old kindergarten teacher who's just like 
sweet and unobjectionable. She's just like an amalgamation of like every woman in Texas, basically. Yeah, all the nice women in Texas. <laughs> we have Izzy, a 31-year-old sales rep. Some of these people's ages seem to have changed not at all from filming, and some seem to have gone up two years. So I have questions. Izzy is 29 during filming, but I thought Stacy was 33 during filming, so I'm confused how he could be 31 now. And she's still 33. We'll just add an ish to all of their ages. Yeah, whatever. Ish. Ish. Yeah, exactly. He's 31-ish in sales. I believe insurance, business sales or something, he says. He's like the hot commodity of this season. He is hot. He's hot and he projects confidence and has a good voice, which is, I mean, 90%, 90% of the the battle on this show. We have Chris, a 28-year-old. Yeah, you're into bald men. It's less my type, but like I get the appeal of Izzy. He's like a good vibe. He's easy to connect with. Exactly. We have Chris, a 28-year-old project manager for commercial and retail development. He's the one I would have a crush on, but not necessarily in the pods, like in the real world, because he's just like cute. He's really, really cute. Has an un, has a slightly nasally voice that I think holds him back in the pods. I agree. It's, it's unfortunate I, when you can't see that man's face and can only hear his voice. Like that's really puts him at a disadvantage. Exactly. We have JP, who apparently his name is Jared. Okay, <laughs> he is a 32 year old firefighter, and I don't. There's not much to say about JP. He's he, just he fights he's fires. A man. That's it. He's a man who fights fires. Yep. There's Milton, a 25-year-old petroleum engineer. Who is very tall. Loves rocks. He's extremely tall and he loves rocks. Yeah. Love, he's tall and he's young and he loves rocks. And finally, we have Uche, a 34-year-old lawyer slash entrepreneur. And I think he's going to be the one this season that causes the most discourse. Well, him and Lydia. Yeah. Lots of notes on on Uche. Well, we will notes. definitely be getting into the the Uche drama. Yes, other notable minor characters that I just wanted to give a brief shout out to because we do not have time to talk about them in the recap. Renee, who is just like always having the most fun in every scene. She just seems like the life of the fucking party. She's comforting all the women. She's like opening bottles of champagne. She's good vibes. I love Renee's her. vibes. I I want to see like a a like a montage of just Renee scenes. Like it's just like her like cartwheeling across the set. I don't know if she was even in the pods or spoke to anyone. Like she just seems to we be. Do like see her, the we court do see her. We do see her in in the pods once, observing a moment of silence for Blake Lively and oh, right. Ryan Reynolds. So that was she was moment. there, but like it's inconsequential. Also Carter, who I believe was the one having the moment of silence with her fish picks on dating apps are a real trigger for me and he's like the ultimate fish pick guy because he is a fisherman and he only talks about fish and fishing well and he literally talks about how fish make your instagram photos better yeah i'm like oh no i've seen this guy like (laughs) we've all seen many versions of this guy exactly justice who fades into the background i I had to look like five times for his name, but he is notable because he makes a point to say that we all get one God-given talent and his is cunnilingus. And I was like, I (laughs) think we needed more from this guy. Justice for the vagina, I guess. 
if you feel the need to say you're good, just be good at it. <laughs> like we don't, good. we don't need to hear how good you are. That makes me sort of doubt how good you are. Exactly. Um, what kind Show, of don't have you tell. Been on? Also, if that's your only skill, like maybe work on some other ones. Yeah, like, look, that's great. That's really great. Uh, women appreciate that. But if I'm, like, partnering with you long term, how are you at doing the dishes, doing laundry? Right, <laughs> or, you know, having hobbies or, or reading. Also, you know, if you're on this show and, and he leaves with that, it's like, say you end up with him, every one of your friends, family, parents, your future kids is going to have <laughs> to watch your, like, husband so or true. their dad or whatever talk about how he's good at cunnilingus on national television like why would you want to start out that way it was a choice and that's essentially the only thing we learned about him <laughs> finally we have monica who is a nigerian born scientist slash skincare entrepreneur who has a very odd conversation with uche at one point in which she acts really coy about what her company does but i did look it up and it just literally is skincare products. Like, I think she makes yeah, she's skincare products. Oddly evasive. Like, he was asking about her criminal past. Like, he's like, what? what? <laughs> and it was a basic question. It was just like, what do you mean a skin? Like, what kind of skincare? And she's just like, combinations of elements. I mean, that's not exactly what she said, but <laughs> yeah. that's how it sounds. It's close. She's like a custom formulation. What the fuck does that mean? It just to assure everyone, it's just some skincare. <laughs> Just some a regular skincare. regular and old skincare look, line. That's great. I love that for her. Some overall observations. The pace of this season is very different from past seasons. They are still in the pods by the end of episode four. All the reveals have happened by the end of episode four, usually. Yeah. It seemed to me that this the couples were just struggling so much that they had struggling. to give them like extra days in the pod in hopes that some of them would connect with someone. Because it also seems like there maybe even are fewer episodes this season. I think for Seattle, there were 12. The finale is episode 10 this season. There are also no reveals at all until episode three. Usually we have a golden couple that they show their reveal like episode one or beginning of episode yeah, two. Yeah, usually by you know, the end Lauren of episode one, you have like at least a proposal or like you could you see yeah. the shadows about to meet each other and that leads exactly. into episode two. Exactly, um, exactly. We do was, not get that. Ooh, long and drawn out and kind of miserable. <laughs> They're struggling. We also don't seem to have a golden couple this season. Most seasons we get like a Lauren and Cam, an Alexa and Brennan, a Brett and Tiffany. They connect super quickly and you're like, they're going to make it. It sort of seemed to me like maybe JP they were trying and to Taylor JP and were going to be up, that. But then the meeting was so The meeting was awkward. awkward. So, so yeah, we just – we don't have a golden couple this season. Another note I have is that this seemed to be intentional. There are so many shots, unnecessary shots, of the cast eating food and drinking water during and, and their pod time. Food. And cooking food. And, and I found food. Like the food is very available, they're trying to tell us. And I have to imagine this is because of the lawsuits. Yes. So <laughs> I, I do feel like we need to address the lawsuits. Yeah. Because you can't really talk about this season of Love is Blind without noting that it's the first season that's coming after this bombshell lawsuit that dropped in June, wherein the cast, a couple cast members, sued production for. Denying them food and water, applying them with alcohol, making them work 20 hours a day for basically less than minimum wage. I think it came out to like $7 an hour or something. Yes. And cutting them off from their friends and family so that they were just like in this kind of 
crazy state of mind where they were doing and saying things on TV that they normally wouldn't. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is unfortunately things that we come to assume with the production of reality television. We we did do an interview with Nick Thompson and Jeremy Hartwell who are kind of spearheading this cause over on Love to See It. So you should check that out if you haven't heard that yet. We get all in, all into this. But the food and water was like a particularly disturbing claim that I think we hadn't heard from other reality shows. And so it did feel so pointed to me that they were like, look, we did it. We gave them a few eggs. There are eggs. There are the eggs. There was like one up close shot of like bacon frying that I'm just, yes. it was just, it stood out because I'm not used to seeing that on this show. And it was just so obvious that they were like, look, we're giving them calories. We did, we did it. There's so much food. Yeah. Now There's if so they're, much if food they're that really the drunk, eggs it's can their like, problem, not ours. Exactly. I will say I did not see that many bottles of water. So still have questions on the water, <laughs> water. versus alcohol front. Well, I think uh, especially after, and we're not talking about last season, but though I can't, so I can't remember her name. She was so lovely, but she fell asleep in the pod or like kind of passed out. Tiffany. Tiffany. That's her name. They they wanted to avoid like looking as if they're just famished and like fainting on the fainting couch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They were trying, trying to avoid that vibe, even though it's pretty obvious that they are working and like going on these dates until like 2 a.m. Right. Because at some point they just literally are in pajamas and putting blankets around themselves and like lying on the floor. Exactly. And then at some dates you see them being like, good morning. So you can tell that probably from like seven to two, these people are, are going in and out of dates. But let's get into the meat of the season. We'll start with episode one. I tried to be concise about the action. We're not going to go fully beat by beat, but we're going to try to hit all of the major storylines. Episode one kind of sets up who the major players of the season are going to be, what the major like love triangles or love squares are going to be. Love squares. Lydia and Milton emerge as a potential couple because they connect over their love of rocks and minerals. You guessed it. Rocks. Rocks. Is there anything hotter than diagenesis sedimentary? (laughs) (laughs) I had to ask myself while watching that episode, did they specifically, like, they cast one of them and then they were like, wouldn't it be cool if we found another geologist? Because that is kind of a random pro- I mean my grandfather was one but I don't meet many like geologists out and about on the apps I get it I, it is more normal in Texas because a lot of them work in oil and gas but I wonder if the producers kind of did that on purpose to be like we could have a whole montage of them talking about like sediment okay absolutely because there is literally like, Milton as he says is an engineer who works at like the intersection of geology and engineering there is literally another man who is a geologist and we barely see him. Oh, wait. There were yes. two geologists? This is a very geology heavy <laughs> Geology forward. Very geology forward. That is normal um, for, I mean, I, I'm from Louisiana, as you know. And like I said, my grandfather was it, exactly that in between a geologist and an engineer. And it's that's like a lot of people who work in oil and gas. Like they're. That makes sense. You know, and so that and that is the primary job you have in Houston. That's like where Exxon is, you know. So it so it completely makes sense that they're if you if they're casting in that town they're going to be geology forward but it makes for a funny <laughs> dating show. You just listened to a free preview of this week's Rich Text podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to listen to the rest of this week's podcast and our entire Rich Text back catalog, you can become a paying subscriber at clarendemma.substack.com. 
If not, you can still enjoy our free weekly recommendations. Rich Text is hosted, produced, and edited by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray. You can find the written version of Rich Text at claireandemma.substack.com. You can find us on Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod, and you can find our other podcast, Love to See It, over at Stitcher and wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on TikTok and Twitter at Love to See It Pod. You can also find us individually at Claire E. Fallon and at Emma Lady Rose. Thanks for listening. 